Radio Sport, it's uh, 22-11. Uh, I was uh, very excited to see that somebody has finally written a book about one of my favourite sporting tournaments of all time. Ruling the World is the story of the 1992 Cricket World Cup. As I was saying before, uh, 10 o'clock, it's just a, uh, a tournament that is chock full of memories for many of us. Uh, Ruling the World tells the enthralling story of the 1992 Cricket World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. From the early exchanges and the warm-up matches to the final at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, tales of classic stature and previously untold gems regularly arise in this book, Ruling the World. It's been written by Jonathan Northall, who joins us now. Jonathan, welcome to Radio Sport New Zealand. Thanks for your time. Well, thanks for having me on the show, Jason. Why did you zero in on the 1992 Cricket World Cup? There have been, I think, 11 tournaments. Why this one? I, I think, like many of us, we look back on 92 with, with such fondness. There was so much going on. It was For me, it was such a great tournament. So interesting. Obviously, it was the first time in Australia and New Zealand um, and obviously the first time with coloured kits. Um, and there's just so many large characters, you know, the, the capital devs of the world, Imran Khan, Ian Botham, um, and obviously you know, Martin Crowe from New Zealand. And uh, it just it's just stuck with me since 92. Um, and I think if, you, if you're a fan of, a cricket fan of a certain age, you look back on 92 with uh, really, really fond memories. Oh, look, I, I, I totally agree. And there have, as I said, been numerous World Cups since that, but I don't have anywhere near as vivid memories as I do of 1992 and I, I can't really work out why that is maybe as you say it was the coloured clothing maybe it was the drama that played out maybe it was because from our point of view New Zealand actually did quite well in it uh, does New Zealand's story feature reasonably prominently in this book yeah absolutely Jason you know, um, you know speaking to people um, like Deepak Patel Gavin Larson really just trying to get behind um, what was going on in 92 you know as you said in, in the trial um, you know, I'm telling the stories that we know, and I wanted to find out a few of the stories that we didn't know. Um, and, and sort of talking to people like that, you really get a feel of, um, sort of from a New Zealand perspective, what was going on. Then obviously it was it was a strange time going into 92 for New Zealand, obviously coming off the back of the England series and, and not really doing very, very well. Um, you know, there was rumours that maybe Martin Crowe was going to be moved on as captain and just retained as a player. Um, you know, the rumours are that that didn't go down very well with Martin Crowe. Um, and suddenly he sort of seemed to spark something out of Crow and, um, you know, and New Zealand just played to an absolute fantastic game plan. Um, and obviously, if it hadn't have been for, for that semi-final, um, it could have been, you know, a final at the MCG and, and who knows? Yeah, that semi-final, I think, still sticks in the craw of most New Zealand cricket fans. Uh, the way that New Zealand had battered right throughout the tournament, Crow got more runs in that game, didn't he? 90-odd and then injured himself and couldn't take to the field. John Wright took over in the field. And then Inzamam al-Haq, he will forever be public enemy number one over here, Jonathan, for taking that semi-final away from us. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those, again, it just depends who you speak to, really. Was was it Inzi's innings? Obviously, you know, such a great innings. Um, but, you know, was, was it really Martin Crowe's injury and inability to take the field? Um, you know, I, I talked I talk to the players about that, and there seems to be a split whether whether you know the result would have wouldn't have changed if Martin had been able to take the field. Personally, I, I think it would have changed the result. Um, you know, and I'm not criticising John Wright because he he was put in a position. Um, you know, he'd been captain, he, he sort of stepped away, and then to be thrust back in, it was it was difficult. And obviously, 
there was a game plan and for whatever reason he didn't stick to it um, and obviously you know and then Inzi sort of took full advantage. Pakistan won it didn't they? That, that seemed they unlikely at the start of the tournament because they didn't start particularly well Pakistan did they? In fact they never really got going to kind of the, the latter stages of the of the round robin and in fact beating New Zealand and Christchurch from memory sort of snuck them into the semis. Yeah absolutely again you know People go back to the the game against England in Adelaide, um, which was which was rain interrupted, and they managed to get away with the points. Um, but they, they they were they were just playing not very well at all. Um, and suddenly Imran Khan, you know, whether you know, again the rumours that the the cornered tiger speech that that's, that's now synonymous with him, whether that, that actually happened or not, I, I was never able to get to the bottom of it. But whatever, they suddenly started playing out of their skins and. Um, they, they had the momentum, um, you know. New Zealand, they kind of, I don't know, they just, they just sort of maybe plateaued a little bit. Whereas Pakistan were just, they were just on an upward curve. And then England, you know, they were they were looking pretty good. Um, and then injuries, um, and suddenly, you know, they 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 obviously had that famous defeat against Zimbabwe in Albury, um, and and it kind of their their sort of campaign derailed. Did you talk to um, any cricket fans for the book? I did. I did. That was one of the things I really wanted to do, Jason, was, was not just hear from the players, but hear from the fans. You know, I, I, obviously, um, I, I was back in the UK then. I, I, I live in Australia now. Um, but back in the UK, I was um, enthralled, and I wanted to see what other people um, really thought about it as well. You know, I, I guess I wanted to really validate the thought that, you know, 92 was the best Cricket World Cup, and I think, I, I, certainly for me, I think I think I've done that. I'm, I'm sure, like you, Jason, you you look back at those games, you know, as as a, as a youngster, and you, you just enthralled you. So, so getting the fun element, you know, what, what it was like at the, at the matches, and speaking to a few people, and getting just a real feel. And I, you know, I tried to get a sort of a holistic view of, of 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 the World Cup, and really really cover it from angles, and see and, and see what people were feeling, what what, what they thought about it. Did you find out many things you didn't already know? Yeah, there, there was quite a few stories really that um, that I, I, I didn't really know. That you know, there's, there's obviously the main ones, but there was there was lots of little, little nuggets. Um, again, you only find these out when you talk to players. A few of the things didn't quite make it into the book. Other other stuff I've put in there because I, just, I you know I, I I just I just found I just found that they helped bring the story alive. Um, you know, it, it's one of those where you know the book's about ninety-five thousand words. I could have wrote double that and then some with with all the stories and all the feedback. Um, it, it was it was just just a great process for me personally. Hopefully, that will come through in the book. Yeah, look, I I, I can't wait wait to uh, to read it. So it's got uh, photos, obviously, lots of photos, scorecards. You included scorecards because uh, us cricket uh, us cricket nerds love our scorecards and love to reminisce over a good scorecard, Jonathan. I would have. I wouldn't have been doing my job if I hadn't put scorecards and averages <laughs> in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Abs- I'm with you, Jason. It sounds like we're on the same page. <laughs> well, I look forward to reading the pages of this one. Um, how can uh, how can our listeners in New Zealand get themselves a copy, Jonathan? What's the best way for them? I know it's out tomorrow. Um, so yeah, so right. beyond tomorrow, what's the what's the best outlet for New Zealand listeners to uh, get a copy of this book? Sure. Um, I, I think the main retailer that, that, that that's um, stocking it in New Zealand is Mighty Ape, but I think there's one or two or independent bookshops 
uh, are starting to to stock it as well. So I'd I'd suggest that maybe people just have, have a Google. Um, obviously, if they if they want to go into my website, um, and that's JonathanNorthall.com, or if they want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at JNorthall. Obviously, I'm more than happy to point them in the right direction. Good stuff. We'll put it up on our social media channels as well. Uh, Jonathan, look, uh, congratulations on the, the book. I know these things are a labour of uh, labor of love. You're happy, though, with the way it's come out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, could I, would I do it differently now? Yeah, across the world. You know, it, 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 it's, I, I learned a lot um, as, as, as a writer through the process. Um, but hopefully, having said that, that the end product is still um, it's, it's still a good one for people, and I, I, I think um, people of 92. So even um, if they don't like my writing style too much, they're still going to get quite a lot out of it. Good on you. Hey, great to chat, Jonathan. Uh, congratulations again on the book. Look forward to getting uh, getting stuck into it. Thank you, Jason. Cheers.